Welcome to the Chapman CG Podcast, inspiring and informative conversations with top HR leaders from around the world. Social media does not need to be the center of an organization's recruitment strategy, but it would be risky to ignore it completely. For organizations that have adopted digital strategies, does it mean less work for recruiting or just more effective implementation of traditional methods? I'm here with Ivan Zenovich, Director of Talent Acquisition, APAC, and Global Digital Communications to discuss the importance of leveraging social media in talent strategies. So Ivan, tell us a little bit more about your yourself and your role at Avery Denison. Hi, Tim. Thank you very much. Um, so I uh, started in a pure talent acquisition leadership role with Avery Denison covering the Asia-Pacific market. And over the years, my role has evolved um, slightly, uh, I guess, somewhat unconventional. But um, I started owning our global employer brand and global digital communication strategy for our careers channel. So I'm, I'm, I'm very clear about um, the uh, the careers piece um, there because um, there is somebody else that actually owns our, our corporate um, digital communication strategy. So what I mean by that is is um, essentially um, all of the, the stuff that we do to engage potential employees um, and our current population of employees on channels like LinkedIn, like Facebook, Twitter, Weibo in China, WeChat, etc. Fantastic! Thanks for talking us through that, Ivan, and good to good to have you on. And um, so, how has social media disrupted talent acquisition and talent management? Yeah, I think um, I think the, the 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 one thing is is people now have a voice, whether you know whether we control it or not. Um, there is uh, a requirement from. Um, the the sort of uh, employee population, both internally and externally, for organizations to be completely transparent. Um, And um, again, whether we like it or not, people are talking about us on on various platforms on a a daily basis. So it's 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 uh, we're not as in control of our messaging and our brand as perhaps we, we once were. We could always control um, the perception of, of us as an employee, uh, and now it's, it's more about the, uh, the reality because uh, our employees are in a position to blog, to tweet, to Facebook uh, about the realities of working at Avery Denison at any point during the day. So really, it's less about us um, deciding what kind of um, employer we are but more, more around uh, making sure that we are true to, to the values and, and, and things that we want to, uh, to, to, to be as an organization. Very interesting, Ivan. Thanks, thanks a lot for that. And, and what are some of the dangers of relying too heavily on, on social media as a, as a platform when attracting candidates? Yeah, I think um, I mean, that's an interesting question. I, th- I think you know, a lot of organizations are, are now looking at you know, the importance of being present on social media and um, becoming overly reliant on just being present. Um, having a Facebook presence, having a LinkedIn presence um, is not enough. Um, it's more around how you're engaging with um, your audience, how you're engaging with your current employees, what content are you feeding out. Um, and it's also about staying relevant because, as we know, in this in this digital age, things are changing on a daily basis. And, and so... Um, being comfortable that you are present on uh, a number of social media platforms um, is is just not enough. So I think, 
you know, that is a danger in itself is that, you know, this is the latest trend and uh, all you need to do is jump on the on, on, on the bus, so to speak, and, and, and be present and, and that's your job done. I think it goes beyond that. You've got to be very conscious about what you're doing on those platforms and also be very conscious that it's a, you know, a very quickly evolving um, market. You know, digital communications is, is, is evolving on a, on a daily basis. So it's not enough. Um, just to be happy with with what's currently out there. Yeah, sure. It's that sort of constant constant uh, innovation, isn't it, which is needed. Um, how has social media helped the talent agenda at Avery Denison? Yeah, it's interesting actually. We've um, we started the journey uh, in, in order to, I guess, influence um, the external market and be more in control of. Um, the the perception of Avery Dennison as an employer, um, but but we almost ended it, or I should say ended it. It's a continuous thing, but but we where we're at now is it's so much more than that. Of course, um, you know we are in a position where we're now um, able to you know have a crisp and clear um, communication plan for the external market. But what we've actually managed to achieve through this whole process is, is we've actually um, started creating a, a more engaged workforce as well. Um, we, we, we consciously moved away from corporate-driven content on social media platforms to employee-driven content, um, partially because that's what the external market wanted. But also we realized that by empowering our employees, allowing them to, to share their experiences and uh, challenges and successes and what have you uh, more openly and transparently that we actually ended up with a more engaged uh, workforce. So um, it's it kind of worked both ways for us. We've um, we've become a, a more well-known employer to the external market, but we've, we've also managed to um, in, improve in employee engagement internally uh, and therefore you know in, in, uh, increase retention. Uh, and ensure that uh, that our people are, are, are generally more engaged with the with the uh, organisation. Yeah, that's a great achievement there. Absolutely. And what advice would you give to other talent acquisition leaders like yourself who are developing new talent strategies that involve social media? And, and what what sort of what should they be aware of? Yeah, you know, I, I I would say um, you know transparency is key. Um, and you know whether regardless of how um, uh, how much control do you put on a process, um, you know, whether it being social media or managing content or anything like that? Um, people are going to be transparent and honest. And, and I think, um, it's, it's allowing for that to happen. It's, 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 um, leveraging off, um, the employees need or want to communicate, um, but just guiding them in, in the right direction. So perhaps, you know, so, so as, a, as an example, what we did was rather than say to employees, you can't talk about X, Y, Z, we actually just directed them to seven different pillars that, that we that we identified as key sort of communication pillars for us um, as an organization. So as an example, um, pillar one being careers, uh, pillar two being innovation, um, uh, pillar three being sustainability and so on and so on. So we've, rather than limiting our employees, we've empowered them with certain guidelines. So I, I would suggest to, to talent leaders, um, 
be authentic um, and um, just guide your employees as, as opposed to limiting them. Because if you limit them, if you stifle their ability to communicate, um, that's when you encounter real problems. So less, um, make it less um, prescriptive uh, and more um, engaging and allowing um, for, for people to, to be expressive and transparent. Makes sense. And uh, you covered a few there, but are there any other common obstacles that um, that, that they should avoid? I guess it's staying relevant. Um, I, I, I touched on this earlier. I think, you know, I said a lot of organizations are happy just to be on social media and, and um, use it as a, as, a, as a way to just post jobs. I think um, now more so than ever with, with the younger generations coming through to a working age, um, they they demand um, uh, transparency and authenticity and to hear directly from employees about what it's like to work for an organization and less so, um, you know, stuff coming from the corporation saying how brilliant we are and how big we are and, you know, all these great things uh, that we have in, in the organization. Um, I, I would I would say, um, you know, first work on, on your corporate uh, message, you know, on your EVP, your employee value proposition, what do you want to be known for? Um, start um, with a corporate voice, but then absolutely transition to employee-driven content. Um, allow employee, your employees to speak for you. Um, obviously, you need to make sure that, that um, you know, your internal processes are in place and you have guidelines, etc. But um, employee-driven uh, content is so much more powerful than, than anything uh, a, a global organization can uh, communicate. Yes, yeah, so very much a, a bottom-up approach. And last question, Ivan, in terms of the the region, are there any particular countries or geographies that, that um, are more challenging than others on, on the social media side and any sharing on that front? Yeah, I would say th- there's two. There's, there's the cultural piece and then there's the technology piece. And, and so to start with the technology, um, China, of course, uh, is limited. Um, so there is no Facebook, there is no Twitter. So from a corporate standpoint, it's very difficult to have like a global approach for China. So it's really um, making sure that what, whatever you're doing can translate onto the local platforms uh, and, and ensuring that you know, there is a presence on local platforms because it's easy to just say, well, we haven't got Facebook or we haven't got Twitter, so we're just going to ignore China entirely. Um, so you, you kind of have to take a, um, a more local approach for China because of the, the limitations of technology. From a cultural standpoint, I would say um, countries like Korea and Japan, uh, where they traditionally aren't necessarily comfortable with sharing personal information or being vocal about about their experiences and challenges and you know successes etc we've really struggled um to engage our employees and to to uh, make them see the value of um of posting of being uh, active on social media etc so with those countries it's it's um you know you're not going to get everything from everyone so it's really just trying to if if they're not going to create content at least you can get them to participate so to like um your, your Facebook posts, your Twitter posts, et cetera, to share, um, sometimes in some case to, to, um, uh, to, to ask questions, et cetera. So we're very conscious that not everyone is a uh, contributor. Uh, we're conscious that there's, you know, there's other um, employees that may just want to be, you know, just to participate. Uh, and so that means sharing and liking, et cetera. So 
we look at we look to identify the groups and the audiences we're dealing with and then assign them uh, roles dependent on on that so for Korea and Japan very much we've moved away from um, asking them to create content and more towards participation because of the challenges there thanks Ivan that was Ivan Zenovich Director of Talent Acquisition for Asia Pacific here, Avery Dennison, talking about the importance of leveraging social media in talent strategy. For more excellent conversations from Chapman CG, subscribe to our podcast series or check us out at chapmancg.com.